Warning, the following episode features numerous spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion advised. On today's episode of the MFAB Podcast, we watch 1986's Labyrinth and 2006's Death Trains. So grab your Fushigi ball, get ready to fuck fight, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Movies from A to B Podcast, better known as the MFAB Podcast. As always, I am Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Thank you for joining us again. We are, what is this, 15? Yeah, this is episode 15. We are 15 deep, folks. Like We have done 10 episodes plus 5 additional episodes. <laughs> we have. That is some, that is some uh, addition. Yeah, yeah dude, it's insane. Yeah. That's, a, that's an amount of episodes. Yeah. Well, on today's episode, we're going to go a little bit into the mystical fantasy world with uh, yeah. pretty much both movies. Kind of, right? Yeah, mystical childhood followed by mystical adulthood. Adulthood, yeah. <laughs> Murder? <laughs> Murder, maybe, yeah. Um, up first is going to be 1986's Labyrinth, uh, directed by Jim Henson, starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. And? And Toby Frode. Guess who Toby played? <laughs> You'll figure that out. Okay. Well, you can guess at the end of the episode, but yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't figure it out, then... I don't know. Yeah, me neither. So, I don't so, know where we're right. going with that one. Yeah, let's just uh, <laughs> drop that and move yeah. on. Let's just uh, hop right into the episode here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Labyrinth opens on this, like, uh, kind of big garden type thing. Yeah. And uh, we see our main character, Sarah, played by Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, what should we call her? Yeah, let's just call her Sarah. Yeah, That's that her fucking name. Yeah. I don't know if I want to call her Jennifer. Sometimes I call people by their okay. actor name. <laughs> If Rock is in the movie, I call him The Rock. <laughs> He's nothing else. It doesn't matter. First thing I noticed is this is a young-ass Jennifer Connelly. Oh, hell yeah. I've never really seen a movie from when she was younger. It's one of her first, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Early career. Very, very early. Got to be. Like I think the prior to this, the only movie with her that I'd seen where she was younger was probably Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Yeah. And that was still late 90s, so yeah. I, I, she was super young. Um. She's kind of reading this little book called The Labyrinth. and She's a actress. She's being an actress. Oh, is she being an actress? Okay. Because I'm assuming, I mean, if you looked at her uh, mirror and stuff later on, yeah. you see all the acting stuff. What she wants to do. Yeah, she's she wants to be in plays. Yeah. My first note was literally, holy fuck, it's been a long time since I've seen this shit. <laughs> well, I've never seen this before. So. Oh, this is your first time? Yeah. So you got your, you got your labyrinth cherry pop. Yep, Pop my labyrinth cherry. At the ripe age of, what, 26? 26. Wow. <laughs> this so, was like a standard in our household. Mm-hmm. Like, we had seen this I'm sure I had opportunities times. to watch it. Just never got around to it. And now I did. So well, there you go. All right. But, yeah, she's uh, in this garden, and clock rings, and she's like, oh, fuck. It's already seven. So yeah. she kind of starts running back to her house. And initially, when she's in the garden, it's a beautiful day, right? It and is sunny as shit. <laughs> She starts running, it's a fucking downpour. Yeah, like yeah. instantly, like, God's like, no, you fucked up, you're late. She's got her big sheepdog with her, Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, he gets shafted. Yeah, I, I wrote down, poor Merlin. I was like, dog gets stuck in the garage, bullshit. Like Sarah tries to go in the house, and the stepmom's like, just you, Merlin to the garage. And you're just like, aw. Oh, so you can get hypothermia out there in yeah, the cold? because when she goes in the house, you can see that this is a wealthy family. Yeah. They are not poor. 
Really? You just shafting the dog to the garage? You don't have, like, a room for the dog in the house? Or a fucking towel to dry yeah, off? Yeah, that, too, even. Anything. Fuck. Um, yeah, Sarah comes in the house. They're yelling at her because she's late. She's supposed to babysit her little brother. and She's just, like, super angry. Yeah. She, like, storms off to her room. I can't do anything right. And I just wrote down, uh, teen angst. It was funny because uh, the whole time her mom's like, well, if you had a date, you could have told us. We'd like it if you had a date. Like, why are you not going out and dating? Fucking loser. Yeah. It's like, you're in high school now. You should be sucking dicks left and right. <laughs> God, get out there. Jesus. But uh, she's supposed to babysit her little brother, Toby. And this kid's just, like, bawling his eyes out. Doesn't shut up. Annoying little shit. And his so, name is Toby. Toby, yes. Little, little baby Toby. Baby Toby. I wonder if Toby Froud played him. Possibly. But uh, she uh babysitting him, and she doesn't want to because he won't shut up. She's, you know, super angsty right now. So she kind of calls on these goblins. She's this big fan of, like, this fantasy world type stuff. Everything which, about the labyrinth. Yeah. She's pretty much, like, in, yeah, like you said, in love with. Like, right. She's got, like, a statue of the Goblin King on her desk. Her whole room is just... Yeah, filled with the characters, yeah. stuffed animals, and... M.C. Escher paintings on the wall and yeah. shit, too. Yeah. I wrote down her room is filled with fantasy, and then in parentheses, I was like, this is when she dropped acid. Yep. Right yeah. before her parents... You've got a whole theory on this, yes. so I'll let you explain that at the end of this, after right. we were talking, but... Um, she does. She calls on the goblins, because she just wants them to take him away. She doesn't do it right first. No. But... As she kind of just leaves, puts baby down, he's still bawling his eyes and just kind of leaves the room. Yeah, let him cry. She says it right. Yeah. The second time, I can't remember. Yeah. It's super simple what she says. Yeah, I don't even remember what it is. But it, was, it was cool because she was saying she... it, and like it would cut to like a picture of all, or a scene of all the goblins, like, <gasps> she's huh? going to say the words. <laughs> she's going to say the words. <laughs> oh, those aren't the words. She said it wrong. As soon as she says it right, though, she shuts the door, and then she realizes, wait a minute, he stopped crying. Yeah, and she kind of goes over there. Like, yeah. Like, eerily. Stop crying. She goes over there, and Toby's gone. He's like, go. And then we kind of see the goblins start appearing in the room. Just, yeah, like, just all behind her back. Yep. Peeking out around corners over the bed or whatever. And then the snow owl tries flying in. But the window smacks against the window like five times, and then it busts open. And who's there? Ziggy Stardust himself. Yeah. David Bowie playing the Goblin King, Jareth. GC, GK. JK, GK. GK. Yep. Um, now Sarah's remorseful. Yeah, she's like instantly regrets it. Yeah. She's like, her her uh, attitude took a total 180 yeah. right now. She's like bawling right now. She's like, give me my, my brother back. I need him back. Which, okay, if someone busts in your house middle of the night and your little brother's gone, I understand the crying shit, but how does she know like who he is and fucking what right. the fuck's going on? Right. She, this all feeds into my theory. <laughs> like, there's not a phone nearby you can't just call the cops on? She is like 100% too cool with this right now. <laughs> it's... It's creepy. This is normal. This seems normal. Okay, you know? no, I know who you are and why you're here. Just, and why you know, you're clearly the goblin kid. <laughs> Crazy guys with big old bulges come bursting into your house, you know? Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing that just 
kind of draws your attention in this movie is David Bowie's bulge. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure he's stuffing. If not, good <laughs> for you. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, so, the Jareth, the Goblin King, basically says, "Yeah, I got Toby at my castle. Um, tell you what, you can have 13 hours to try and save him. But you got to make it through the labyrinth. Just my castle lies just beyond Goblin City, which yeah. is past the labyrinth, which is all part of the story that yeah. she knows by heart, pretty much. Right. So." So she's like, okay. Yeah, let's do this. Fuck it. Let's go. Bring and it, bro. Bring it. <laughs> she instantly walks in, and she meets Hoggle. Hoggle. Pissing and killing fairies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pissing in this little pool. They got, like, uh, what do you call that? It's a pesticide. Pesticide. Like yeah. The old school, like, antique one where you push the plunger and shoot, like, a puff of this. Yeah. Um... Sarah's like, what are you doing? Are you killing fairies? And then one of them bites her, and he's like, oh, yeah, you see why I'm doing that now? Yeah. You want to fucking tell me what to do now? Okay, shut up. Um, She kind of helps her open the door, and she just kind of leaves. Yeah, gets into the first section of the labyrinth, which is just this one huge hallway. Or is it? At this point, it is. At this point, it is, Yeah. She just kind of runs and oh. keeps going. Oh, I love how, yeah, this scene. She runs for, like, a total of one minute and then gives up completely. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Oh. I'll never figure this out. I, I went this way for, like, five steps. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And after she leaves Hogwarts, I wrote down, she's kind of a snotty bitch. Cause she, she, yeah, she calls him Hogwarts at one point. Hogwarts or whatever, yeah. And she's like, well, thanks for nothing. And Okay, whatever. See you later. After this, she's running right through this yeah. hallway. I wrote down twenty minutes in. Already tell this is an epically eighties soundtrack. Oh yeah, like the music is pure eighties. <laughs> I'm not even from the eighties, and I can just tell this sounds really eighties. Yeah. So, um, but she ends up running and, like you said, just like leaning up against the wall, and she meets this little worm and starts talking to her. Super helpful worm. Tries to invite her in for tea with the misses. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times, like. Yeah. Like, no, just come on in. Just come on in. Come on in this tiny little hole I live in. He's like fucking Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator. <laughs> yeah, have a seat. Just have a seat right there. Why don't I take off my shirt? <laughs> um, but he kind of helps her out and says, everything's not what it seems. And This is either really great set design or camera work or what, because she kind of like looks like she's walking into a wall, and then and she's, she's like, oh, yeah. it's this way, and then just kind of walks to the left, and boom, she's gone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the walls are, like, super similar. Oh, it's an optical illusion. (laughs) That's what it's called. Yeah, optical illusion. And uh, so she starts to figure it out now. And then we go see. Yeah, the most helpful slash unhelpful worm, by the way. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't want to go that way. She's like, okay, thanks. He goes the other way. That way would have took her straight to the castle. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we cut to Toby. He's with... The goblins and the goblin king, (laughs) absolutely petrified at this point. And this is our first big musical number with the song Dance, Magic Dance. Probably one of the more famous songs in this entire movie. I want to say I've actually heard this song before prior to this movie, even though not having seen it, but a good musical number. Yeah. And it's the only song, if you listen to the lyrics, where it actually, like, has a consistent storyline to it. The rest of the songs are kind of, like, fucking out there. Wonky, Yeah. Bowie songs, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonky. Yeah, this is. A, you start to 
realize that there's some excellent puppeteering work in this movie. Oh my god! Well, like, I mean, directed by Jim Henson. Well, yeah. If you Jim Henson, obviously the creator of the Muppets, you know, absolutely outstanding. Um, after this little music number, uh, Sarah starts drawing arrows on the ground with lipstick. Yep. And each time she does, this little shithead monkey kind of comes up from yeah. under the ground and turns the tiles or flips them or whatever. Yeah. Like you little fucker. I'm a little bastard. <laughs> So eventually she comes to these two doors. Uh, they're what, what are they guarded by? They look like... It's like a shield on each door, but then there's a head coming out the top and a head coming out the bottom. <laughs> and they have a riddle, kind of. One, they say, leads the way you want to go. One yeah. leads to certain death. Yeah. And she's got to solve the riddle, but she can only ask one question or whatever. Yeah, to one of them. Yeah. And, and I, one of them always lies, and one of them always tells the truth. Right. It's... You really got to think about it. Yeah. I don't even want to know. But anyways, she thinks she solves it. Yeah. And she goes through this one door, and she falls into the, what I call the Bill Cosby molestation room. (laughs) The grope tunnel. (laughs) The grope tunnel. Yeah. It's literally just a pit of just hands. Yeah. That just kind of reach out and touch you all over and stuff. It's kind of creepy. Grabbing all kinds of places. (laughs) Yep. And then they just form together to form like a face and talk to you or whatever but yeah it's kind of <laughs> creepy <laughs> um like she kind of asks like well where do you want to go we are helping you and she's like you're not helping me and you're like well we could let you keep falling yeah oh i did love this part because every time the tunnel spoke like a bunch of hands would come together and make a face out of hands yeah and they'd all talk yeah. and that was super fucking cool. it was cool it is like whoever's hands they were like that was really good teamwork there yeah so obviously either they really had a good like screen behind there they wouldn't have been able to see whose hands they're touching so either the people like who formed the eyes or they're wearing just like the green man suit except the black, where they can still see but maybe who knows but it was, it was like i said it was a really good job really cool so they end up doing pretty help. sure a few of those hands probably cop a feel oh right? of course. <laughs> unnecessarily probably <laughs> This is probably a horror show for Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, we cut to the Goblin King. He's kind of watching her. Um, she gets help through the, the hand room, and she runs back into Hoggle. And uh, Abaletta, or Abaletta, yeah, Abaletta. that's what uh, the room she falls in. Oh, with all the hands. Oh, oh no, oh, like the cave, yeah. So then cuts back to Goblin King, he's like, she's in an obleta, and everyone starts laughing. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh... And Hago kind of, kind of explains it. Well, the Goblin King expects her to give up soon. Yeah. Like, nobody comes this far. She's gonna yeah. give up. So Sarah kind of bribes Hago with her little chintzy plastic bracelet, because <laughs> he likes little treasures. He's a goblin. Yeah. He's like, well, I'll help you go as far as I, I can, after that you're on your own. And uh, he opens, puts like a piece of wood on a on the wall, and just opens it up. And it's, oh, it's a room closet. <laughs> Closes it, and then opens up the other side. Same door. Oh, this is where we need to go. Okay, cool. Turns out. And they start walking, and the walls start to speak to her and try warning her. Yeah, I love those walls. The warning walls, or whatever yeah, the hell they were. You don't want to go this way. Turn back now. What else do they say? Yeah. This is the wrong... Oh, shut up. We know where we're going. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. It's been a while since I said it. <laughs> no one ever comes through here. 
um, they get into this big tunnel and they meet up with the Goblin King. He he kind of disguises himself as like a little old witch or something. Yeah, right? a little goblin. Yeah. Just then, everything's a goblin. <laughs> yeah. And then he asks Hoggle if he's helping her, and Hoggle's like, no, I was leading her back to the beginning. No, I'm not helping her. Which he wasn't. He was actually helping her. He was helping Because he made a fair deal with that bracelet. But he's a coward. Yeah. So he is a total bitch. So what does uh, Gareth, Jareth do? He moves time ahead. Like yeah. three hours. Yeah. Oh, this uh, labyrinth's easy, right? Yeah. Well, fuck you. Here's the clock going forward, bitch. <laughs> got this time now. Yep. And then he sticks the cleaners on him. Is that what it is? I just said he turns the tunnel into a death trap. Yeah, he throws like the spinning drill or whatever with blades and shit yeah. just coming down at him. Because Hobbit's all like, oh no, it's the cleaners! <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run! Um, once again, the, the puppeteering production design here is incredible because once they, they literally run till they can't run anymore and then push through a wall yeah. and then you see the thing go by and it's literally like four goblins on the bicycle just yeah, spinning. On a pedal, each going up and down. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow, that is just incredible to think of the imagine. It's just so creative and so imaginative. Yeah. Like the mind of Jim Henson was just absolutely outstanding. Amazing. Yeah. And that's why I assume... Acid. Yeah, it's all we'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll get to your theory. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> My theory is pretty basic. So they escape this death trap. They climb up a ladder and arrive in this uh, garden, another type garden. And then this is where they meet the bird hat, right? Yeah, the bird yeah. hat. Meet this old-looking thing with a bird on his head, and the bird just doesn't shut up. Yeah, doesn't she uh, take all Hoggle's shit? This yeah, this is where Sarah like steals Hoggle's like little vial of yeah, treasure. Takes his bag of like trinkets and is like, he's all like. You can't take that. It's not fair. Yeah. He's like, oh, too fucking bad. Which is like the theme of the movie. It's not fair, but that's the way it is. Yeah. So Hoggle kind of runs off after he starts hearing these like big growls and screams because he's a coward. Yeah. He runs off. Sarah finds this big fuzzy looking thing hung up from a tree being tortured by these little fuckers. And she's like, oh, if only you had something to throw. And then these rocks kind of make their way over to her. Yeah. She throws them at these little fuckers. Twisting their helmets around. Yep. So they end up, oh, oh, their fucking weapons are awesome. They, they, they just have, like, like, sticks with, like, fucking things on, like, animals on yeah. the ends of them. Yep. <laughs> just biting. It's, like, the best fucking weapon ever. It's like, it's like a badger on a stick. It's like a rabies-infested badger. I'll just jam it at you, and it'll do the work of biting you. Just great. Yeah, that's a great description. I think awesome fucking weapons. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. So Sarah ends up helping this big creature who we turn to find out its name is Ludo. Ludo. He's a beast. It's yeah, it's a beast. It's a giant orange thing, got horns, big fucking weird mouth. I I like this guy looking guy. He's pretty cool looking. Uh, I wanna say like a Wampa in Star Wars. Yeah, with. something like that. I don't yeah. have to get the horns, but, mm-hmm. you know, brown colored and not white. I don't know why, but I instantly thought of fucking Looney Tunes, that big red fuzzy monster from Looney Tunes. Yeah, if he had horns, I'd be just yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like something. the one with Marvin the Martian and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So she helps him out, and Ludo kind of sticks with her. Because they're friends now. Yeah, they're friends now. Sarah, Ludo, friend? Huh? <laughs> Sounds like, what's his face from Goonies? Fucking, uh... Chunk, is that his name? Uh, Chunk is a kid, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can never remember that guy's name. If anybody knows his name, write in, help us out. Yeah, right. Just email us. Yeah. We'll read your email on the air. It'll be great. Podcast at gmail.com. All right. 
So this is when they come up to the talking doors. Yep, the door knockers. And one's got the door knocker going in his ears, and the other one's got the door knocker hanging out of his mouth. Yep. So the one can't really talk, and the other can't really hear. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of little like really good puppets that they really underutilize. Yeah, like Not the door knockers, the worm. Yeah, yeah, worm. The fucking the things on the wall. The like little like weeds that were sticking yeah. out of the wall that had eyes that moved and were kind of like making noises. Yeah, there's just all the little intricate little yeah. puppets are so fucking cool. Um, they go through, they talk with these doors. They go through one door with Ludo. They come into this like jungle type thing. Yeah, Ludo like disappears. He just like drops into the fucking ground. Yeah, it was a super weird. Um, this is where Hoggle runs back into the Goblin King. The uh, the Goblin King gives him one of these his fushigi balls. I guess I'm a peach. He, it's a fushigi ball. That did we didn't even <laughs> did we even talk about this? We have, we haven't mentioned the fushigi balls. We haven't yet. mentioned how do we miss the fushigi balls? I don't know. He's got these little crystals that are like fucking fushigi balls. If everybody remembers what those are. Fushigi. Fushigi. But he gives Hoggle this crystal, and as he gives it to Hoggle, it turns into a peach. Okay. And then he tells him, "Give this to Sarah." So. So side side note for a minute. A fushigi ball is yeah. essentially a crystal ball that defies gravity. It you move it so it looks like it's kind of floating. It's magic. It's the lamest magic ever. <laughs> it's a, like a video. There's a, a YouTube video I've seen where like this girl's high on something and this dude has a fushigi ball and he's like inches away from her face and she's just mystified like I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking ball. Yeah, somebody ball. marketed it at right and got a bunch yeah. of fucking money off Probably of it. Probably by screaming Fushigi in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> got like millions of nerds in the fucking 90s to buy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Sarah's like trying to find Ludo and runs into these fire dancing things. Oh, uh, these things are awesome. And the fucking green screen animation here. No. <laughs> yeah. So bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but... It's another musical number with these... The Wild Gang. Yeah. And Chili Down. Yeah. Because that's what they do by ripping off their body parts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> any body part, they just... I was like, one's head can come off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It's like, dear God. Here's my arm. Here's my head. Let's pass it around. Whoa, Play golf with his own leg. So, um, she ends up just, what, popping all their heads off. Yeah. And takes makes a run for it. And they get pissed and chased, too. Yeah. Which is terrifying. <laughs> So they, we're just gonna take off your head. Yeah. Come back early. Uh, doesn't she try? And, is this where she tries to run across the bridge? No, no this is no. where. Uh, Hoggle shows back up. And yeah. Save her. So. Saves her ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is where they've reached the bog of eternal <laughs> stench. Bog of eternal buttholes. Yeah. Depending on how you look it's at just it. Just poop, burp, puke sounds all over the place. Yeah, and the puppets or whatever you call them in the bog were straight up buttholes. Yeah. Just. Just belching out. Belching, sparting, pooping, yeah. Kind of gross. And apparently it smells, obviously, because it's yeah. eternal stench. So, um, Hoggle and Sarah get reunited with Ludo as right as they almost fall in. Yeah, they just kind of drop on him. Yep. Oh, hey, there you are. Where the fuck you go? You know. Yep. So they come to this bridge, and they meet this little raccoon fucker. <laughs> He's a rat terrier or something. Sir Didymus? Sir Didymus. Sir Didymus. He's like... He guards the bridge. He, his attitude is like Scrappy Doo. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I can fight anybody no matter what size. Ha ha ha. Yeah. He just wants to fight. He's not a coward at all. Um, 
kind of attacks Ludo. He, he takes on Ludo, yeah. Yeah, he takes on Ludo. And Hoggle just runs across the bridge like, fuck you guys, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, they ask for permission, which they end up getting. The whole time he's saying, no one can cross this bridge without my permission. Yeah. And eventually they're like, can we have your permission? <laughs> well, I so. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, sure, <laughs> go ahead. Um, Sarah tries going across, but the bridge collapses, and she's left hanging on a tree. Almost falling into the bog of eternal buttholes. <laughs> That's when we find out Ludo can, like, summon boulders or yeah. rocks. So we, like, summon... rocks are friends. Okay. So he summons these rocks to help form a bridge. Um, so Sarah can fall onto this bridge of rocks and walk across. This little thing was alluded to earlier when he was hanging upside down and howling, and all yep. the rocks were rolling up to her. Exactly. So Hoggle returns after this. Uh, raccoon dude's leading the way. And this is where Sarah's like, I'm really hungry. Yeah. Hoggle's like, here, Sarah, have a peach. Which feels bad. Yeah, but... She takes a bite, and she gets, like, fucking stoned as fuck. I love, I love it. I put trips balls, and then she's like, everything is dancing. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I said, yeah, Goblin King sends, like, a vision of this big, like elaborate gala dance or whatever yeah and then i said sarah comes down off her peach high in this like wasteland of garbage pretty much yeah they just kind of fast forward to wherever the hell they are now. yeah and Which she's a pile of trash she's actually surrounded by garbage people yeah literal garbage people <laughs> garbage people like these people were born and raised in chicago fuck you <laughs> fuck you come on you know they are look at no. them nope 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 from Chicago. Anyways. Illinois in general. Anyways. Uh, this garbage lady shows her back to her bedroom. It's like, you don't need to be here. You have everything you want here. And just starts yeah. piling her random crap on her. Yeah. Um, Turning her into a Chicago person. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> not even going there, right? Anyways. I'm not a Sarah, Chicago Sarah, Luda, and uh, she, like, busts out of this. She gets away from her and goes back into the into the trash land or whatever. Sarah or Luda and the raccoon dude, Didymus, Didymus. help her out. And they enter Goblin City. They're literally right there. Um, and the door into the Goblin City turns into this giant fucking metal beast of a monster. God, I love that. I forgot all about this until I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Huge, like, armored suit fucking goblin mech is chilling inside the fucking a giant, door. like, fucking... Axe. Yeah, he just grabs a giant fucking axe. Yeah, and just starts swinging at him. Which is swinging kind of slow. I mean, you didn't have to do much to dodge his swipes. Yeah. <laughs> but still, and badass. Hoggle shows back up, jumps on top of the monster, knocks the little goblin that's operating it out. Rips the head off and yep. rips the tiny goblin out of there. And then uh, kind of takes a dive off of it. Like, literally, it doesn't... I like how his prep for a landing is... I'm going to land right on my fucking belly. <laughs> Don't try and land on your feet and roll out of it. No. Just... Look, if you're dropping more of that story, you go for the belly flop. Yeah. Five-star frog splash off the top row. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Guerrero style. <laughs> um, so they're almost to the castle, and this is when the yeah. Goblin Army shows up. Jareth sent out the Goblin Army yeah, to try and stop them. They're through the, halfway through the city at this point. Yep. And they chase them through the city, which is like, everybody just doesn't know... You go that way, you go this way, whatever. Like, the, Sarah and them stay together, but it's like everybody else is just going through. I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> There's no order here whatsoever. They uh, end up holding up in a house. They get surrounded by them. Ludo kind of goes to the top. 
Yeah, that's where he starts calling for yep. reinforcements. Summons a boulder attack. And just the boulders kind of... Oh, did you notice the fountain in Town Square? uh uh-uh. It's literally a circle of uh, goblins just pissing into the fountain. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, apparently Jim Henson's got a thing for pissing goblins. <laughs> Maybe he did. Yeah. Uh, the boulder attack kind of wipes out most of the goblin army. It's just pretty funny. Yeah. they're just being attacked by rocks. Yeah. Just... Nobody's throwing them <laughs> nothing. Some like of the it... fucking weapons the goblins had were pretty fucking badass. Oh, yeah. Like, the cannon that actually shot a smaller goblin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hit something. I hit something, didn't I? No, you just randomly stuck in a wall. Out of the yeah. wall. It was great. And yeah. I love the one with the machine gun. It was like, uh, you could see the little legs in the bottom. Yeah. It's like a tank on top. <laughs> the one that got crushed by the big rock. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The gigantic boulder yeah. just rolls and then falls. Uh, <laughs> crunch. So, yeah, they get the boulders, help them out. They reach the castle. Time's almost up. Yeah. Sarah has to go in alone. To face the Goblin King, and what does she walk into? An M.C. Escher painting. The classic M.C. Escher painting called Relativity. Everybody's seen it. Yeah, every college dorm room has one. Yes, it's in it's in her room in the beginning. It's really just the stairs going in every direction or whatever. Yeah. Just just Google M.C. Escher, and you'll it'll you'll yeah, come you'll up. see it probably oh, first yeah. image. Um, there's some super cool camera work here. Yeah. Awesome cinematography here. The effects. It's just basically a race to save Toby, but you kind of don't know which way to go. Yeah. That's the whole point of this painting. And that kid is not sitting still either. Nope. He's, like, booking it, either crawling up and down stairs or fucking going through doors. Yep. This is a really good scene, because isn't Goblin kind of, like, singing there, too? Yeah, the whole time he's singing nonsense and fucking... I love how his uh, transitions, because he would be, like, underneath her, and then, like, walk to the edge and, like, flip up and be right over. Oh, yeah. It's super cool. Um, she has a final showdown with the Goblin King, and then she remembers the line that she has to say yeah. to, to, like, what, I don't know, just get Toby back or something? Well, he has no power over her, so, because oh. she's just as powerful as him, so that means everything ends. Yep. This is when she comes down from her ass and yep. <laughs> Clock hits, and she's back home with Toby. Yeah. Everything's cool, and then uh, she looks in the mirror, and she's like... I need you guys. And they're like, well, why don't you say so? And she turns around, and it's fucking Goblin Party. That was a touching scene, though. It was. Where even before that, when she leaves them all behind yeah. to go fight the Goblin King by herself, she's all like, or they're all like, uh, if you need us. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So she gets home, looks in her mirror. I need no. you guys. Why don't you say so? And it's a Goblin Party. They yeah, just dance got, party. <laughs> a dance party in her bedroom. And that's where it ends. Yeah. Um. So before we get into our reviews, what is your theory on this? Oh, that is my theory. Like, straight up is, like, right in the beginning, she just drops acid and is just tripping the fuck out in her room the entire time her parents are out. (laughs) And she wakes up, or she comes down off the trip. Yeah, pretty much around midnight-ish. So she has a good, like, what, 13-hour trip or whatever? I guess. All 13 in her head. Well, a couple hours moved forward, remember? Yeah, so... (laughs) It's an interesting theory. It's an interesting theory, and you could obviously just have like a fucking five second scene of her just fucking dropping a yeah, dot on her tongue. tongue. Yeah, <laughs> and boom, this movie just takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, um, she's uh, in high school later this years. Is true. That time. High school in the 80s, you know, yeah. So, why don't you take it uh, like you always do on this one? Alright, um, this is a classic movie. I, I love it, I enjoy it. It's. The, I have a thing for puppets, like an unhealthy, healthy thing for puppets. <laughs> I just love movies with puppets. Not like 
kinky weird, but <laughs> you know, I just love puppets. They're awesome, and Jim Henson has always done some of the best fucking puppeteering. Okay, not in a sexual way, right? Yeah, but yeah, this uh, the music is you know straight eighties. The effects are fucking awesome. First time. I mean, the green screen, like you said, in that one scene is just god awful. So bad. So terrible. You it's like the green before. screen if you ever took like a, a video production class in high school. Like, yeah. it's like what you'd make there. I have videos of. Myself yeah. Oh with, yeah. You know, horrible green screen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, this is one that I enjoy watching. And I will watch again. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. Alrighty. Yeah. All right. Um, I really going to be right along with you there um this is an absolutely amazing puppet work yeah. like just the mind and the abilities of jim henson and all the people that worked under jim henson were just absolutely incredible um i don't think we will ever see anything like him ever again the mm-hmm. likes of jim henson just the yeah, mind. well you probably not know, i mean just the innovations he had, yeah, the innovations he had, the mind he had was just absolutely amazing and just I, full of acid. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like it, it's also insanely imaginative, creative. The '80s soundtrack is awesome. It's Plus, Bowie. I mean, it's Bowie. Probably. Every song on here was written by Bowie, so um, you, you, you can't just not be a fan of David Bowie. Yeah, it's awesome. I could and, have seen less of his codpiece or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't need to see that much bulge, but yeah. yeah. Um, this is very humorous too. There's a yeah. lot of these, like good little snarky comebacks and stuff, and it's it's good for the whole family. Um, it's a really really fun fun movie. I'm glad I finally got to watch it. It will definitely be in my collection for a long time. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten too. That's yeah, so so, even on that one. Huh? Yeah, pretty yeah. even. And IMDb's almost even with us. They give it a seven point four. Yeah. So. Uh, we are going to give you some trivia about this too. The opening credit sequence, there's a white snow owl just kind of flying around. Um, this was a computer generated snow owl. This was the first attempt in a feature film to make a photorealistic CGI animal. So, this was like really one of the first uses of CGI. Yeah. So, way ahead of its time. And it shows, because yeah. it's, it's horrible. It's looking. bad. Yeah. It is bad. But, I mean, for the time, it wasn't, it's not that bad. But, uh, yeah. there were also some bigger-named actresses that also auditioned for this part. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Jane Krakowski, Yasmin Bleeth, Sarah Jessica Parker, Laura Dern, Laura San Giacomo, and Ali Sheedy, and Marissa Tomei. So, wait, all these chicks wanted to be the Goblin King? <laughs> no. They auditioned oh, right. Right, <laughs> right. I want to be the garbage lady. No, yeah. they all auditioned for the role of Sarah. Um, Jane Krakowski, Ali Sheedy were highly considered for the role, but Jennifer Connelly ended up getting it. So and she did a good job. Yeah, you know. she did a great job. Um, all of them, those other actresses, went on to have good careers, yeah. except for Jasmine Bleeth. She kind of took a nosedive after Baywatch. So yeah, true. Never like, really think about nosedive. <laughs> yeah, she you know what I mean. <laughs> She's lost her nose. No, like no. I mean, like literally lost her nose from snorting so much right. coke that her yeah. septum is probably burnt out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, get any other trivia over there? You think? Or? I got no trivia. No, I'm staring no. at just a screen. Just staring at a screen. All right. I guess this was also the first time Jim Henson used a baby in any of his films. Which is one of the things. I mean, there's 
three things they always say in filming that never work with water, babies, and animals. Because mm-hmm. they're the hardest three things to work with. Mm-hmm. And I saw all three of them in this movie. Okay, <laughs> so more credit to them, yeah. Because yeah. you can never get water to do what you want it to do. You can never get babies what you want them to do. And you can never get uh, animals, which, well, trained animals, I guess, yeah, are easier nowadays. But. Yeah. There was an animal, yeah. There was a dog <laughs> in Maryland. So. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't think we got anything else to add for Labyrinth. No, just so, check it out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, if you live it. under a rock, like some people. Like me, apparently. So, yeah, this is definitely worth the watch. Uh, grab your family, your friends, pop some popcorn, throw on Labyrinth. Yeah. It's a great film. It's something that I watch like when my niece and nephew are over. You know, it's a film for everybody. Yeah, it literally is. So, but yeah, with that being said, I think we're gonna take a quick break here, and we will be back with the B side. Sad, right? Hey, this is Gavin here with this week's random recommendation. This week I'm going to be recommending The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Collector's Edition for the Xbox One and PS4. Um, If you've played Skyrim in the past, this is the exact same game with a little bit of added content to make it a lot more fun. First off, the graphics are just amazing. It's beautiful to look at and now with uh, more added content and the mods feature, you can even enhance graphics a lot more, add more gameplay more people, new storylines, new weapons. I mean, the possibilities are pretty much endless. If you're like me and dumped, you know, 16, 17 hours into the first game, well, the same game, then you're probably going to do the same with this one. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. Enjoy. All right, and welcome back to the MFAB Podcast for the B-Side. B-Side. Our today's B-Side is 2006's Death Trance. Directed by Yuji Shimamura and Alexander Von David, starring. Ta- Heck, those guys went to the same high school. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> very similar names. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pretty much a letter off. <laughs> starring uh, Tak Sakaguchi, Takamasa Suga, Suga, yeah, Suga, Suga, and Kentaro Segal. Suga. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Seagal's yeah, just in cousin, brother. On his mom's side, pretty sure. Just, yeah. Taught him everything he knows. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Toys <Toy> and <Rope. laughs> Got anything to say? Uh, so, yeah. Um, this movie is badass. Um, this movie is badass. I'm excited to talk about it. Good. So, Good. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start us off? Do you want to start us off? Uh, it's up to you, man. Oh, okay. We kind of open here on a weird-looking temple with some yeah. weird-looking statues. Middle of the forest. Yeah. Lots of fog, very mystical, kind of. Yeah, and a slowly building, like, metal track. Yeah. <laughs> awesome metal track. So um, <clears throat> we're following our soon-to-be-man character, which this is kind of his introduction into the movie, I guess. Yeah. Where he just uh, traipses into this temple and starts fucking up temple guards like left and right when you initially see him just double kill these two main guards yeah to this opening metal song it's like dun, 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 dun. yeah that was pretty sweet yeah and then there's a lot of cut shots of uh you know the titles and then like i said him fucking up guards <laughs> murdering more guards yeah <laughs> so they don't really give you kind of any opening until we cut to the next scene which is uh at the bar yeah it's a really fucking shitty bar 
this bar is awesome. Almost, yeah. So this kind of takes place in a, I don't know, dystopian future past. I I really. It's that, we'll do that up world. to the interpretation because yeah. there's really nothing that says, you know, where they're at. It's just a land somewhere. Yeah. I'm assuming it's Japan somewhere, but. Well, they are mostly Asian. Yeah. yeah all Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so clearly Japan. There's really like, <laughs> like no time period as, you know, it could be 7,000 years ago. It could be. 4,000 years in the future. It could be going on right now. Yeah. Or say anything about it. So In a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. Long, long time ago. Yeah. This could be on the China Crown Populon somewhere. You never know. Yeah, good old Crown Populon. I love that place in the summers. <laughs> <laughs> so we hear all these people at this bar, and this bar is fucking awesome. The whole set design of this whole uh, movie is awesome. It's like the bartender drink station is like literally like a... Uh, Alchemy lab. Yeah. It's like... Chemistry, Beakers like speakers and, and test tubes and yeah, fucking. That was pretty cool. I love it. But they're all talking about this coffin man who's dragging around a coffin that grants wishes. Yeah. Or has treasure. Or one of them said it has the heads of his severed heads of his yeah. enemies, right? Yeah. So no one really knows what it does. Right. And sure enough, fucking well first before we, we cut back to uh this other I guess he's a monk, right? Yeah, returning back to the temple that yeah. just got Fucked the fuck up. Yeah. I'm going to refer to this guy as Face Tat, because he's literally got a Mike Tyson Face Tat on his side. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to call him Monk. Monk? Okay. Easier. Alrighty. Like the guy from the show, because yeah. he looks kind of like him. He except does not look like Tony Shalhoub at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he arrives at the temple. Coffin's gone. Yeah. And, and this coffin was, like, sturdy where it was. It was, like, chained with, like, 8,000 chains. And, like, really heavy chains. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Like badass thick chains, yeah, like, boat like chains. spider web of chains, pretty yeah. much, yeah. But the coffin's gone, and he walks up and kind of talks to his uh, master or whatever. He's got a sword Archbishop. sticking out of his, yeah, Archbishop. He's got a sword sticking out of his stomach. Kind of, it's like you got to find the fucking coffin, dude. If it's opened, it will begin the apocalypse. Yeah. That's kind of all he tells him. He gives him this sword. Said the the right person can only use this. Yeah, right? only. The chosen one or whatever can open this, unsheath this sword. Yep. Is that a theme with like all Japanese films? There's always a chosen one. Well, I mean, all film. Well, I mean, Matrix. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the chosen one. He was just the one. The one, because Neo is the one. He is the one. If you're keeping track, you should take a drink now. Did you know that Neo? You rearrange those letters, they spell one. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> He's the one. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, yeah. we go back to this bar, and who shucks, who fuck shows up? Grave. His name's Grave. His name's Grave. But because he's dragging a fucking coffin. He's dragging a coffin around. Coffin guy arrives at the bar with this creepy little girl. Yeah, in tow. Yep. I love this part because he goes up to the bar and he's like, "Give me some milk," pretty much. Yeah. And fucking dude pours a glass of milk and gives it to the little girl and Grave all reaches over and like grabs it from her and oh, fucking slams it. Yeah. Give me something stronger. No, and then somebody else comes up. He's like, give me something stronger. Yeah. And I don't, I'm assuming it's like wine or whiskey or something. Puts it in front of this guy and then the little girl takes it. Just slams, slams it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let me cut back to good old face tat. Walking around. Walking around. He gets surrounded in the woods. Yeah, this oh, yeah. is fun. just random gang. Yeah, just random gang people. 
as at first I thought they were the people from the bar because they looked exactly like them. Well, kind of. I mean, everyone's kind of in tattered clothes and like pale. Yeah. <laughs> have others people's eyes over their eyes as an eye patch. That happens quite a few times. I love how he tries to get away from these guys. He's in like a little, small little valley and he's like, oh, it's over there. And he like walks up one side of the hill and then quick jumps around. He uses that as a speed to get going and like runs up the other side of the hill. And Which that's when he runs turns into, out to be bad. Cause... Yeah, cause he runs into dude with fucking mega sword. Yeah, huge dude with like the fucking Buster Sword from Final Fantasy. Oh my god, Straight up. huge, it was awesome. And this is when dude with the fucking gun shows up, right? Um, yeah, he meets a badass, and then uh, they're about to fuck up Monk or Face Tat. Yeah, that's when uh, yeah, that's when Mohawk shows up. Mohawk, yeah, Mohawk, 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 Mohawk. Yeah, quick fight scene. You're like, oh, he starts. Mohawk's awesome. Yeah. Because he fucking fights with, like, swords and guns. Yeah. He's slicing with a sword, and then he pulls out a fucking revolver, and you're like, okay, I guess there's just fucking guns now. Yeah. Turns out there's guns in this world. And then, uh, there's a little quick fight scene. He slices up the dude with the mega sword. And he also whips out this fucking mega bazooka. Yeah, the last dude's running away. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'll just take the seven-piece bazooka and put it together, and then, you know. Aim it, and (laughs) you'd seek a missile. Yep. Takes him. Blows up the last dude. A lot of action in this film. Oh, yeah. A lot of action. Let me go back to the bar. Now the bar goers are starting some real shit with uh, Grave. Right? Yeah, because they're like, what's in the fucking coffin, dude? Yep. You know? And they really start a nice fight scene slash breakdance battle here. Yeah, this is fucking... Yeah. I love this whole scene. It, they're like half, you know, karate, whatever, and then half fucking breakdancing. Yeah. Well, the... One and thing... I saw in the credits that... It, is this... Capoeira? Is yeah, there's two dudes doing capoeira. Okay. That makes a lot and of they got, like, sense. they got blades on the sides of their yeah. boots and shit. Which, uh, if anybody's played Tekken, you know, Eddie is like the capoeira guy. Mm-hmm. Where you fucking, it's dance fighting. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. for anybody who doesn't know what capoeira is, it's, what, is it like Brazilian? Yeah, Brazilian, Brazilian dance, dance fighting. fighting yeah. Yeah. Watch Bob's Burgers, there's a whole episode about it. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah. That's or where watch I American Dad. That's where I learned about what it was from, so, yeah. I played Tekken as a kid, so... <laughs> And Eddie was cheap, so everyone was Eddie. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is an awesome fight scene. Especially when uh, the two ninjas with uh, Tomfas come out. Yeah. The gun Tomfas. Yeah. Fucking badass Tomfas with <laughs> <Yeah>. gun handles. <laughs> if you don't know what a Tomfa is, it's uh, like a police nightstick. Yeah. Except it's got a gun for a fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a billy club with fucking yeah. bullets. So they're swiping and hitting and then, like, turning and shooting at the same time. Yeah, and Grave is just dodging these bullets at point blank, too. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get hit once, so nice. fucking badass. Um, Grave's hardcore. Yeah. So then after we cut back to Face Tat, he's uh, camping with Mohawk Dude. Um, Mohawk Guy wants the coffin for the wishes. And oh, Face Tat the campfire already? Yeah. Oh, so before that, like, mid-fight kind of <laughs> stops after... Graves, like, kick the shit out of everybody. And the fight kind of, like, slows to a halt. And then they show the girl... Oh, eating? Yeah, yeah. She ate all the food, and she grabs a plate and, like, throws it on the ground. And, like, starts at another fight, like, completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, two fight scenes there. Because yeah. the first fight started when she knocked over a glass, and then everybody kind of was, like, on edge. And, right. like, it broke, so everybody started fighting. Did somebody hit somebody? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> straight up out of Anchorman. Yeah. No, it's semi-pro, dude. That's what? That's semi-pro. Oh, semi-pro. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking, you know. And we're clear. Yeah. Somebody hit somebody! <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. yeah, now back to the monk. Yep. Mohawk at the campfire. Face tat and Fohawk are camping. Like I said, Face tat wants the coffin too, so we can take it back to the temple. Because that's apparently where it rightfully belongs. And then Fohawk wants it because he thinks it grants wishes. Yeah. Um. Then we cut to a, it, this kind of intercuts between them talking and Grave trying to eat food. Yeah. He's hungry. Like the entire movie, pretty yeah. much. You can hear his bowels doing. Yeah. Um, then what? we cut. Back. Every time he tries to eat, the food kind of comes alive on him. Right, yeah. <laughs> the food is weird. It reminded me of the food from Existence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's straight up out of the Trail Factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird looking. But I think that's part of the coffin curse, okay. little girl, because she's laughing the entire time. Yeah. like she She's just laughing whenever there's fighting or pain or anything. She's creepy. She's got the creepiest little fucking laugh, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we go back to Face Tad. He's got this sword, right? He can't open it, so he's obviously not the chosen one. Bohawk can't open it either, so he's not the chosen yeah. one. So we're like, oh, God, who's the chosen one? And someone's the chosen one. Face Tat and Fohawk head towards the Forbidden Forest. Let me cut back to Coffin Guy. He's just kind of resting in the woods. Trying to sleep. Trying to sleep. Rolls over. There's this one weird-looking chick. Yeah, these chicks are awesome. It's like these two chicks and, like, half of each of their faces is, like, covered. They kind of, like, make one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a yin and yang almost, but yeah. they're exactly the same. Kinda. But both evil. Yeah, he rolls over one way, there's one. He's like, oh, whatever, and rolls over the other way, there's the other. And then he looks up, and then there's the bar goers trying to steal the coffin yeah. again. Um, so he chases them, takes it out, takes everybody <laughs> out. Like He's, like, running past him and knocking him down, and then he gets all the way in front of him, turns around, and then comes He's back at him. Comes back and starts Fucking clotheslining him, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just um, love that whole scene where he's just running and, like, people are running trying to get away and, like, he comes yeah. up next to him and they keep running for some reason. How's it going? Crack, crack, crack. Oh, it's you again? It's fucking great. So let me cut back to Face Tat. He kind of has lost Fohawk at this time. Um, and he meets up with this chick who wants the sword. Yeah, this is where a chick shows up, right? Yeah, yeah sword chick. She takes it and just kind of disappears. Yeah, just totally like school's monk. And takes a sword. And then we go back to Coffin Guy. Um, he's fighting with these bargoers, and there's he kills one guy, but, like, knocking him to the ground, the dude's mouth opens up, and he just, like, jabs his stick right in the dude's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I love, uh, there's one part in this, I even wrote it down, where uh, he's fighting all the dudes, and, like, someone comes up behind him and, like, cracks him in the head with a fucking stick. Yeah. And he just, like, slowly turns around and then just starts beating the shit out of that dude. <laughs> and after he knocks him down, continues to fuck him up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just well, that one... and fucking like... kneeing and then starts walking away and comes back and fucks yeah, him up Yeah, that's, more. like, the last guy in the battle. He just, yeah. like, just keeps pounding on him. Just totally gives this guy hell. And there's a guy in a motorcycle out of nowhere, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Which he steals and fucking... Yeah, that might be later, actually. It comes later. Yeah. There's, like... Why did I write that down? There's so much parallel editing in this movie. Yeah. It cuts back and forth, but you're literally... It's going on at the same time. Yeah. So, they did a really good job of it, but it, you kind of got to pay attention. Yeah. Um, so, when he's fighting with all these bar goers, that's when Mohawk shows yep. up and takes a coffin. Yep, Mohawk shows up, just kind of steals a coffin nonchalantly. Um, 
And he scares off these two ninjas with his unlimited revolver, you know. Yeah. Because bullets and uh, clips are just unlimited in movies. Yeah. It should be a given by now. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to give you a movie that has, like, a realistic bullet count. (laughs) So. Yeah. We have learned that already with Starship Troopers last time. (sighs) I won't even get into that. Yeah, yeah. Let's round this up right right here. (laughs) So, yeah, Coffin Bike. Coffin guy grave takes the bike, um, then gets knocked out. Yeah, ends up uh, when he hit a tree. I can't remember. Something happened. He got close and just knocked out. And then Fohog takes his coffin. Um, those two ninjas that he had, he makes like his slave, and carry it for him. Yeah, the town for ninjas. Yeah. Reminded me of fucking Michonne from Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. it's got like the chain. Yep, got the chain around their neck. Yep. And little girl is just walking behind, and at one point, doesn't she, like, hop on and ride it, too? Yeah, because yeah. she, she tripped, and I was like, yep. fuck this. Fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> that was hilarious. I thought she died. <laughs> she's like, and just face plants and fucking lays there, and I'm like, oh, Oh, wait, she's still alive. Okay. That little demon child following the coffin fucking <laughs> face planted. That's so sad. So, face tat meets up with Grave, and uh, just kind of chat. About, oh, where are you from? And then he's nonchalant. He's like, oh, I'm looking for a coffin. Whatever. The other guy who's dragging it is, uh, oh, no, that was, yeah, Monk was saying. Yeah. The guy who's dragging the coffin's like a monster. He's like ugly and fucking like seven what? feet tall. Yeah, he's like 10 feet tall or whatever. And he's like, oh, so what are you looking for? Oh. Yeah. Coffin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy you're talking about, pretty much. Yep. Um, Ohawk ends up beating up with a chick with a sword. Uh, I don't know what her character's name is. I just called her Sword Chick. Yeah, I just called her Chick. Yeah, Chick. <laughs> um, cut back to Coffin Guy thinks the coffin has wishes, too. That's what he wants it for, right? Grave? Yeah. He, he thinks it grants wishes. So Face Tat tells him real truth. It's like, no, it's going to start the apocalypse if it opens. There's no wishes in there. You seem lost over there. I'm just trying to find where I am. I know. Okay. <laughs> Because uh, Mohawk uh, confronted the girl and gave her a doll, which kind of uh, alludes to what his wish was going to be. Which is what? He had a daughter. Oh, okay. He, kinda, he doesn't right. really talk about it much, but... Uh, right. Well, Sword Chick just kind of like slices at the little girl, right? Yeah. Makes her drop the doll. Yeah. And then she tries to destroy the fucking coffin. Yeah, just beats on it. And the little girl starts crying. Yeah. And the coffin guy just takes off running. <laughs> Drop kicks the fucking shit out of him. Just full force, full speed, like runs up and fucking double yeah. kicks her in the fucking. That was an awesome drop kick. Uh, uh, they fight. Fohawk's on the ground. He's just all like, the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and the sword chick kind of grabs the coffin and takes the girl with. Well, the girl just kind of follows wherever yeah, she follows the coffin, wherever the coffin yeah. goes. And they just mystically disappear again. Well, the chick fucked up Grave, and then... Yeah. She would, what'd she say? She didn't want to fight him because he wasn't at full strength or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so let me get to Coffin Guy's dream. Yeah, his creepy dream. <laughs> really weird dream. With no. weird dolls. <laughs> yeah, kind of, you, you think he wakes up, but he's just waking up to these, like... Creepy stop motion dolls. Yeah. And Friends then hanging out. And... Yeah. And then Face Tat really wakes him up. And then the twins show up. Those awesome twins. Yeah. The two face chicks. Face chicks. They show up and they have a buttload of food. Yeah. So they're just bringing them food now at this yep. point. He gets to eat. Hooray. Which will, you know, revitalize him and make yeah. him ready Duh. to fight again. 
So then uh, we come up to the rematch between Grave and the Chick. Yep. Which involves a lot of grappling. A lot of grappling. Yeah, this time he's he's kicking the shit out of her. Yeah. And meanwhile, Fohawk takes off with the coffin. That's what I have. Fohawk grabs the coffin. Yeah, he comes up again and steals the fucking coffin. And this time, Face Tat's sword is, like, pulsating. Yeah, he's... I don't know if we had mentioned this yet, which I don't think we have, but yeah, it's a straight-up dick sword. I guess. Yeah. No, it is straight-up. There is no question about it. It is a yeah. throbbing cock sword. It's all veiny and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like fully erect and just pulsating. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, dick sword is throbbing. Yeah. <laughs> this is when... Uh, kind of let go and uh, I have coffin oh. guy spin kicks chick. In the face! <laughs> face kick is what I got. Face kick! And then as she's laying there, he's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So then Fohawk's got the the coffin. He's in this weird rope-covered forest. The West Forest, which is the one they were talking about earlier that's uh, possessed or... Okay. Haunted. That's what those fucking things... Yeah, he gets attacked by... Well, there's trees with faces. I love that. Yeah. Like, they don't move, though. I was uh, I was waiting for him to like start talking or something. They never did. True. But they're just creepy looking as shit. But yeah, Fohawk gets attacked by these guys dressed in all black, but they're super, super white faces. And I, have fangs. There's vampire spider people. Yeah, that's what I assumed they were, like some sort of vampire thing. Um, but these things tied him up to a tree, and they're about to eat him, and then Coffin Dude shows up and fights him. Yeah. Fohawk Dude falls from the tree. Just a fun, like, wrestling match type thing where they're jumping from fucking yeah. rope, to rope. rope to rope. Literally just, like, bouncing off the ropes yeah. and clotheslining each other and shit. And um, they go in and fucking kind of tag team fucking grave and get in and start biting his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in and turn, he freaks out. Yeah. His eyes and start going. Like, <laughs> he starts biting their fucking yeah. head. Like, literally rips a piece of flesh off his yeah. shit in his mouth for a minute and, he, and just spits it out, yeah. I like that whole fight. That was a good oh, fight. That was a good fight. It was. So, this is this when the slow-moving creatures show up? Yeah, the zombies. The zombies. That's what I call them. Literally all black. They reminded me of the the Deathly Harry Potter movies. The fucking Death Mancers or whatever. Uh, Dementors, yeah. Like though. Yeah, but they were all black like their entire costume was just yeah. different shades of black These that's what they like guys on the ground though uh, well, not yeah floating but souls out of bodies talking costume wise here okay i'm they just looked saying like them. <laughs> they looked like them they weren't like them they looked like them yeah anyways they show up and uh this is when you really notice the little girl starts laughing yeah she's and it's going creepy as fuck she's just like moving you know shaking you know, like what like wiggling her leg she's like <laughs> <laughs> super creepy and the coffin guy starts taking him out. Um, and then we go back. There are some long, long scenes in this, which I love, because I don't know if you're familiar with Old Boy. No. Or if there, there's a scene in Old Boy where uh main character goes through this hallway and just beats the shit out of all these dudes, like, left and right. <laughs> and then he turns around and, like, half of them are getting up, so he's got to, like, go back go down back. the hallway and kick the shit out of all these other guys again. That's Yeah, that's what it, what it was like, because these guys don't fucking stay down. Yeah. But um, we cut back to Face Tat, re- reuniting with the Fohawk dude, helping get him untied or whatever. Yeah. And we come back to Grave, uh, fighting with these things again. They don't stay down, like we said. And then Face Tat shows up and literally beheads one. Yeah, he finally sacks up. 
Oh, God, what did I just do? Because he's a monk. He doesn't want to kill anything. Okay, here's a little back on this. Uh, the entire time Grave has been fighting, he has a sword. Yeah. And he never unsheaths it. Nope, he just, he just constantly beating the shit out of people with it. And this is the point in the movie where he finally unsheaths his and sword. And it's the most badass thing in this movie, probably. Well, it's fucking sword. It's not just a sword. It's not a sword. <laughs> it's not. It's a fucking shotgun. <laughs> it's a double barrel fucking sword with a trigger. Yep. He literally climbs above, climbs on top. On one of them, yeah. On one of them. Shoulders, like. And just like starts spinning around and blasting these fucking guys away with his shotgun-esque sword. It's so fucking Which, badass. you know, it, he didn't reload once. Nope. <laughs> Doesn't need to. They're all stored in the blade of the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Coolest fucking sword ever. Was, yeah. I love it. So he takes out all these things, and this magical, mystical door appears in this forest. Um, little girl and Grave enter through it with the coffin. Yep. Uh, face tag gets there just as it closes. Yeah. And now Sword Chick shows up. Chick. And she kind of explains what will actually happen if that opens up. Yeah. She says, once the coffin is opened, the goddess of destruction will wreak havoc until the chosen one with the sword destroys her. Yeah. And then the world, the new world, will start. So this so. is destined to happen. Yeah. This. Mm-hmm. So Sword Chick gives Face Tat the sword that she took from him. Yeah. The pulsating sword. The giant dick sword. Yep. Just call door. it what it is. Don't be ashamed. Yeah, the dick sword. Okay. Yeah. Bobby and Vane dick sword. <laughs> the door opens. Um, we see Grave and the girl dragging his coffin up to this like little base platform. pedestal type thing. Yeah. Place uh, it in there and. That's when the coffin opens. Slowly starts to open. This is when Face Tat gets there. He kind of fights with Grave a little bit. And he's like, I gotta stop you, you know. Yeah. That's my fucking job. Coffin's opening and the little girl just kind of hops in. Yeah. And, uh, it, does it, doesn't it shut? Does it no. shut? Up? No. It well, does. yeah, it does, actually, because yeah, the does. top gets blown off. Yeah, the top gets blown off because a giant fucking shockwave goes through yeah. it. And, uh, just blows coffin guy and, yeah. Graven face tat back. This is when the goddess of destruction appears. Which, you know, is a little girl, but all grown up. Yeah. Um, just She's, like, I guess she's supposed to be portrayed as, like, beautiful. She's all shiny and well, she is. yellowy. Yeah. What everything in, up to this movie hadn't been yet. She's, like, beauty to, to their, like, despair and desolation. I guess. Everybody's character up to that point was, you know, either like gray or black or some dark color, and then she appears and she's just like glowing. yellow and glowing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, she just slices the shit out of Grave. Yeah, she fucks him up. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Face Tad gives him the dick sword, and now he's the chosen one. He has the power to open it. After trying really hard two times, yeah. the last time he's like, and... well, when it first opens up and the goddess of destruction comes out he's all like you're gonna grant my wish right yeah she was like i don't grant wishes and he's like on a fight like the strongest person ever yeah he's like well you know i'm gonna kill you he's like well you granted my fucking wish wish. yeah Yeah. (laughs) and this is just a badass scene as he fights the goddess yeah i have uh they sword fuck while petals of blood float around in their dance (laughs) yeah see i thought each drop of their blood was turning into a, a, a petal but is, it's, is it just flower petals? No, yeah, that's just all the blood, yeah. Yeah, this is one badass scene. It's really well done. And I wrote down, if you were to close your eyes during this fight scene, you would probably think it's a sex scene. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. I'm not they, sure. 
their, you know, grunts or whatever sound exactly like a sex scene. They're sword fucking. <laughs> yeah. This is what they're doing. It's like, <clears throat> and yeah, think about this for a second, because I, I don't know if you notice this or not, but he's got a big old Thrawn dick sword. Yeah. Her sword literally has a vagina on it. I don't know if I noticed that. There's a scene where they're crossing swords and grunting and moaning and fucking, you can see her sword and there's literally a fucking vagina. Oh, is there? Okay, I must have missed that. <laughs> this is literally a fuck scene. Okay. Very unique fuck scene. Yeah. All right. I'll pull the video so, up later, trust me. Okay. Um, Grave gets impaled. Hard. Yeah. And they're like just about to kiss, mm-hmm. but they don't. But you see, like, these, like, creepy, veiny, yeah, like, shit come up in the goddess's mouth or whatever, right, as they're about to kiss, but they don't kiss. And then, uh, face tag kind of, we cut, that just kind of cuts out of there, right? Yeah, yeah. because now the fuck scene's over. Fuck scene's over. We, uh, open, come back to, on face tat, awaking in Coming this out of the sand. sand, this desert, some kind. Yeah, and he's blonde. Yeah. He, he's had, like, a robe garb over his head this whole time, and he takes it off, and he's got fucking blonde hair. That was, like, one of the biggest shocks I've... Yeah, I was like, who the fuck is that? Holy shit. Holy fuck, <laughs> fuck face death. Look at him. Look at that guy. So, uh... So the world is pretty much decimated at this point. Yeah. Uh, sword chick shows up, and these things are starting to fall out of the sky. Yeah, you start seeing feathers, yep. and then you see, like, giant things fall out of the sky. Like, oh, there's angels falling? I'm, that's what I'm assuming. And then we see that sword chick, like, has these scars on her back where her wings should have been. Well, they show them falling, and then mm-hmm. they show it land, and you see, like, dude laying there with one yeah. wing yeah. cut off. Um, so she literally went up to the heavens and started killing the angels. Yes, yeah. and uh, this is when Face Ted asks sword chick, is, is, what does he say, like, does this mean the end is here or whatever? Yeah. And then she kind of looks off in the distance, and then we see a grave. Like, yeah, he's finally alive and woken. Alive, yeah. And uh, he really reminded me of Kratos from God of War here. Because he was, like, kind of grayish. He's got, like, blood stains on him, red. His eyes just glow red. And they kind of smile, like... Then he just fucking, like, teleports into the yep. fucking air where he goes off yeah. the planet. And it's fucking credits. And yeah. awesome, you know, metal. Yeah, Japanese metal fucking Japanese song kicks in. Credits. And I was literally, like, so excited because I'm like, dude, this is so badass. I know Gavin probably has Death Trance, too. So I, I want to see where this movie goes. That would be fucking great. But they've been talking about that for years. And they haven't fucking made one? No. Oh, <laughs> my God. They're... I think it was like 2003 or 2005 where there was like rumors of Death Trans 2 coming out, but it never... Well, this was from 2005, so it had to be after that. Oh, yeah. True. Maybe it was just rumors. I'm so disappointed now. Yeah, it's... This fucking story needs to continue. Oh, my God. Which would be badass, but for a while, the main character, Grave Tech, he uh, said he was going to quit acting, but... I guess just recently well, he's taken. <laughs> no shit. He's done a lot of movies that I want to put on the list for the we'll, show okay. here. We'll get to him. If they're anything like this, we'll yeah. get to him and throw him out there. Yeah. A lot of them are done by the same fucking action team, too. Okay. Which is badass. Man, that's disappointing. It's a damn shame, but what yeah. do you feel? All right. I suppose I'll get into my, my take. Yeah. Go. Cool. Um. <laughs> First off, this is one badass movie. Yeah. This is a badass flick. I loved it. Um, the fight scenes are incredible. They're really good, really action-packed. 
the soundtrack goes along with them so well. Like we said, that Japanese metal band is just killing it. Yeah, they're great. Um, this is an awesome story too. Yeah, love the love the story, and I did put love the opening, love the open ending, because I was hoping there's a second one. But uh, might be. you never yeah, know. I, I hope at some point they get off their ass and make a second one. There's always hope. Yeah. Um, there's really not much to not like about this movie. Yeah. Um, this was really entertaining. I would definitely watch this again. I'm probably gonna look into picking it up to add to my collection. So, um, I know Gavin's happy about that. So, <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend going to check this out. Uh, it's very, very worth worth the watch. It's only an hour and a half long too. Yeah. So, so I literally watched it this morning before we recorded here. So, um, I was leaning on giving it a nine. Because I was so happy, I, I'm not happy, I was so into it, but I wanted to just wait, give it some time, see if it sat with me, so yeah. I'm going to give it an 8 right now. Oh, that works. Solid 8, yeah. very entertaining. We're actually on the exact same page, I give it an 8 out of 10. It's got fun action, uh, it's got a lot of interesting camera angles that I just love. The soundtrack is badass, of course. Costumes, amazing. Yeah. I love the entire oh. world they build. Costumes and makeup in general. Yeah. Just the... Graves' makeup at the end is just awesome. Yeah. And there's a lot of movies, a lot of uh, the Asian film cinema movies that just dwell on story. And this one doesn't do that, which I love. It sticks with a good amount of ma- action, it's still, but it still has a story, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's a really good balance, I think. I just want to know where I can find a Tonfa gun. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I want, like, a bunch of Tonfa guns. Yeah. <laughs> one for my car, one for my... <laughs> It's like this is something that everyone should have. And I want, like, a sword gun. I literally have wanted a sword gun forever. They're out there somewhere. I'm sure someone makes them. Even if it's a replica. Are you giving this an 8 then, too? Yeah, this is definitely getting an 8. Well, IMDb, a little below us. Give it a 5.9. Just a little. (laughs) don't, don't, Don't take that. Check this movie out. It's very entertaining. It's badass. Badass. And we really couldn't find much trivia about it, so um, all we found was that what the Japanese band that did the music was uh, metal band Dur and Gray provided the soundtrack for the film. Yeah. That's about anything else we could find. So uh, I'm definitely going to be looking into that band, checking out some other stuff. It's also by the same action team that did Versus and Battlefield Baseball and... Other movies I'm going to be putting on the list, like I said. Yeah, and if, like I said, if it's anything like this movie, I definitely want to check those out. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you got anything else to add for today's episode? Um, <laughs> no, I guess so. I guess I'm good. Check well, out. We hope check out you. These yeah, check them out. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you did, you want to give us some uh, feedback. Questions, comments, email us. We'll uh, us, read it on the air. Yeah, you know, yeah. we uh, want to talk to you. Right. Uh, should uh, check out our Facebook page, Movies from A to B, or MFab Podcasts. Check us out on Twitter at MFab Podcasts, and like we said, hit us up on email, mfabpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this from. Like, yeah. subscribe, give us Barry, a five star. Very blue or some shit. I found us on. Oh, really? Search your name recently. Sweet, we're fucking out there, man. Yeah. Spread the word. <laughs> tell uh, your family. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Whatever, man. Hide your kids. We're having a lot of fun doing this, and I can tell. I think each each episode we're getting more used to 
podcasting, so I think yeah. we're getting better as we go. So. Hopefully, we're getting better as we go. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would hope so. So, I hope our sound by this point is a little bit better because, yeah, you know, I'm I'm learning to use a mic. Yeah, learning to talk into a mic yeah, is shut helpful. The fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's yeah, a it's a process. We'll we'll get there someday. But uh, yeah, with that being said, I think we're gonna sign off for today. Uh, we will see you all next week. Uh, as always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Never know what to say at the end. Next week on the MFAB Podcast, we do one last job with family in Fast and Furious 6. And shit gets twisted in the signal. So until next time. That's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>